0: This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Nebraska 3rd District Representative, Adrian Smith. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Bayer Crop Science. From high-powered seeds and traits to innovative biological and chemical crop production products, Bayer Crop Science delivers science for a better life. More with Nebraska Congressman Adrian Smith next on Open Mic. Our task is simple yet monumental, to provide enough food for the world while protecting it at the same time. We believe that with the right combination of innovative science, tenacious problem solving and unshakable passion, we can do it. We will meet the needs of today while laying a foundation for a better tomorrow. With one world to grow on, we strive to deliver innovative solutions that help maximize farm yields, secure harvest from devastating disease and pests, and keep our world healthy and beautiful. From high-powered seeds and traits to innovative biological and chemical crop protection products, Bayer Crop Science delivers science for a better life. For more information, visit BayerCropScience.us. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. Our guest this week is Nebraska 3rd District Representative Adrian Smith. As a member of the powerful House Ways and Means Committee, Adrian Smith says tax reform is possible this year, but will have to wait behind what promises to be challenging debate over trade promotion authority for President Obama and a decision on what to do with country of origin labeling laws.
1: Previously, I have voted for a compromise uh, that uh, would lead for a workable solution to providing uh, consumers with information. Now, I think moving forward, we need to, whatever Congress decides to do, we we need to be compliant with uh, trade uh, objectives. We don't want to undermine our our very own success stories relating to trade. Uh, I think ultimately we want consumers to be in charge. Now, consumers can always be in charge even without the government intervening. So uh, hopefully we can arrive at some policy that encourages consumers, and allows consumers to be in charge, and let and encourage the marketplace to solve the dilemma that has has been created. With I think an honest attempt at the federal level, but obviously. It's caused problems, so we need to get beyond that and, and arrive at some solutions.
0: How quickly do we need to act in fear of retaliation? Some would say we could go through an arbitration process for as much as 60 days and might have a lot of the summer to be able to work on the issue. Others are ready to nip it and nip it now.
1: Well, I think we need to address it as, as quickly as we can. I mean, obviously trade in other aspects uh, is front and center right now. We don't want this to become a distraction as we do pursue some very important trade objectives uh, that are very important for American agriculture.
0: Within the Ways and Means Committee, uh, Mr. Ryan has suggested the chairman that uh, TPA would come to the House and felt like that there might be enough votes to approve it. How do you see TPA, uh, the uh, Trade Promotion Authority for President Obama, how is the debate characterized in the House?
1: Well, it's important to note that uh, this is not uh, granting the president power. This is about Congress directing the administration to accomplish various trade objectives with with uh, multiple uh, trade bills uh, coming up. You know, we, obviously we've got the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the TPP, uh, coming up, uh, but uh, TTIP with Europe. Uh, these are, I think, great opportunities to certainly enhance uh, agriculture exports. But it, it's more than just about agriculture. Uh, This is about uh, other manufacturing, uh, U.S. manufacturing. It's about uh, trade of services, which has been a a growing sector in in America in terms of export. And we don't want to lose out on these opportunities. And it's important to note, though, that uh, Congress needs to direct the administration, and and that can be achieved uh, through TPA.
0: The amendment process is the fly in the ointment, either the opportunity to redefine and to to bring the legislation to a point that more can accept, or uh, an amendment could adopt a poison pill that could bring a veto pen for the president. What do you see are the obstacles in the House that could be the end of it, or what amendments might come along that could help to ease and bring more votes?
1: Well, I I think it's important that... We acknowledge and understand what the objectives of some of my colleagues are. I mean, some of my colleagues, and, and it's their prerogative to be opposed to any and all trade. That's their prerogative. Now, if their objective is to undermine the bill, which I know a lot of them, uh, that, that's their objective. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen to what uh, what kind of ideas they have, uh, but if they want to undermine it, uh, let, let's uh, let's be very careful. But we also need a TPA bill that allows us to get other countries' best offer. If other countries step forward and and they are uncertain of what our position is, I think that it uh, really is lost opportunity and and we won't get their best offer.
0: Do you have an opinion on uh, the currency manipulation that has been discussed in the Senate and we've talked about in a, a number of different times?
1: Well, I'm concerned about concern, uh, currency manipulation, uh, whether it's another country or, or, quite frankly, even when it's our own. Uh, but it's very hard to define, and, and I think that uh, it, it is a poison pill uh, to this effort. And and so I, I think it's something we want to be vigilant uh, about and, and be vigilant uh, as it relates to to currency manipulation. But that needs to be separate from this, uh, this effort to expand trade.
0: Moving to another area, the House did approve a two-month patch for the Highway Trust Fund. How do you see debate over a long-term solution? Twelve patches over six years. This problem isn't going away.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I, I, I believe that the transportation infrastructure is one of the most fundamental functions uh, of government, especially the federal government as it relates to uh, interstate commerce and, and helping move our economy along. And, you know, obviously construction jobs are important, but the, the results of a construction project, I think, are even more important in, in terms of moving goods to market. And, of course, we've got a highway bill that's important, but other, other forms of, of transportation and infrastructure are important, whether it's pipeline policy, whether it's rail policy, These are very important to our economy, so I'm hopeful that we can arrive at a long-term solution here. I'm guessing that it won't be exactly what what the interested groups want, but I I think, you know, I hear from them that the value of a long-term solution is is huge, even if it may not have the exact number of dollars they want. But I think there is a growing appreciation for a long-term solution.
0: Does a funding source have to be taxes?
1: Well, I think that's a that's a fair question to ask. I know our fuel tax, on a per gallon basis, is a diminishing source of revenue uh, as uh, innovation in, with with transportation takes place. You know, we're we're seeing more fuel efficiency, undermining actually the funding of our of our transportation uh, funding. So um, now the alternatives uh, the alternatives aren't don't seem to be very positive. Uh, but I hope that we can look at long term. Look at the the fact of the matter. I was reading the other day, uh, actually, that a a highway construction project takes as long today as it did 50 years ago. We need to really examine that. And of course, I I think it's regulations and, and red tape that have that have caused those problems. And and we realize that time is money, but it's inexcusable that it takes as long today, given our new building methods, our our uh, technology and innovation. Uh, that we have available, uh, yet we don't have anything to show for it as it relates to uh, the the length of time for a, a highway building project. So I think we need to really get in there, reduce the red tape, and in, in so doing we'll hasten a project, and reduce the cost in effect.
0: Senator Roberts reported to us that within the Senate Finance Committee, they had divided into committees and basically looking for areas of tax reform that all could agree to that might still be accomplished in a year where the congressional agenda is very full. What's the word from the Ways and Means Committee with regard to tax reform?
1: We have been working very diligently on a bipartisan basis to move along a tax reform on the broader on the broad concept that we want to simplify our tax code, which would effectively uh, broaden the base, but lower the rate. That's a better tax policy. Uh, you know concentrating our, our tax burden on fewer and fewer people, uh, you know some would say politically that's great, but we need good tax policy that's reliable uh, that that can grow our economy and, and, and in effect you know create more taxpayers. That, that's a good thing. Uh, but we need better tax policy, and I'm hopeful that we could do something this year, although uh, obviously we want to get it right, and it won't be perfect. Let me, let me acknowledge that, certainly, but we, we need to vet this issue very carefully. I appreciate the feedback that I get from constituents across Nebraska's 3rd District and even around the country. Uh, th- this is a very serious topic. It ought not be rushed. Uh, but what we 're doing is is setting up uh you know and and really vetting the the entire issue uh like I said with working groups here on the on the house side and previously and and uh we won 't be accused of of rushing something i let me be very clear, but the only thing worse than a a, a bill that moves too slowly is a is a bill that moves too quickly so It's important that we do our job, vet this, and ultimately have uh, the result of a better policy.
0: Congressman, you also are sponsoring legislation that would make E15 fuel available to consumers year-round. What's the plight of your legislation?
1: Well, consumers, I think, uh, want more choices at the pump. Uh, This provides, uh, you know, allows, it does not mandate it, it simply allows this product to be marketed year-round, uh, I really appreciate the positive feedback that has taken place. And, you know, I think scientifically, obviously, E15 works, and it, it uh, should should be available. And I, I would hate to see the, the federal government standing in the way of a viable product that could do good things in our economy.
0: The Environmental Protection Agency yet to make some announcements with regard to the renewable fuel standard. How has that delay affected your state uh, and do you see their final decision something that Congress might take action on? Or regardless of their choice, is that headed for a courtroom?
1: Well, it's, it's very frustrating, actually, with, you know, trying to speculate on what the EPA is going to do. Uh, I hope that it, it's based uh, on on the facts and not, you know, speculation and kind of political whims. The uh, fact of the matter is we want all, and all-of-the-above energy policy. Let's uh, set up uh, conditions here in Congress uh, to help encourage the the development of of alternative fuels. Uh, I I know that, uh, for example, biofuels, more specifically ethanol, uh, has has really proven itself in in many respects. Uh, And and it's not a mutually exclusive uh, source of energy with with petroleum. This is a complementing source of energy. Uh, We know that ethanol will not entirely displace uh, petroleum. That we, we need petroleum. I mean to talk to any any ethanol producer, uh, we we need a good broad based energy policy moving forward to where consumers have choices. That's that's what creates a vibrant economy is is when there are options out there Uh, Let's make sure the federal government doesn't stand in the way.
0: The Department of Agriculture uh, is working toward a GMO-free certification program. Uh, I know Mr. Pompeo in the House has a piece of legislation that would create a voluntary labeling program. Do you see the USDA's action as spurring potential action on the Pompeo bill, or would Congress now be more apt to let the USDA handle that particular area?
1: Well, I think we need to make sure that scientific facts are are well thought out and throughout this entire thing. I I get concerned that there are political objectives with labeling that we need to be very careful of. Uh, let's make sure though that there's consistency and that the consumers aren't left uh, thinking one thing just because a, a mandate uh, on a on a label was trying to accomplish a whatever objective within. The, a certain group. Uh, fact of the matter is, there we're helping feed the world uh, with 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 GMOs, with biotechnology that is uh, just putting food within the reach of billions of people. We need to be mindful of that, and if we undermine that, I think not only uh, would would we see U.S. agriculture harmed. But I I think we would see people starve if we undermine biotechnology and and what it has done uh, for helping uh, to feed the world.
0: You chair a committee, the Modern Ag Caucus, and a lot of that is embracing technologies that would help agriculture accomplish its goals, but it also has to have acceptance by consumers. That's a big communication effort.
1: Right. So uh, we want to make sure that consumers have the right information, the accurate information, so, uh, in, in starting the modern agriculture caucus, we we really uh, dig dig deep on issues from from uh, irrigation, new methods of irrigation to uh, biotechnology, and, and how that spans the spectrum of really ultimately helping feed the world. It's it's very exciting, actually. Uh, I I represent the largest agriculture district in, in the nation, so it, it stands to reason that I that I zone in on agriculture issues. But uh, even even more than that, uh, I'm energized uh, by how much we have accomplished. We need to celebrate our accomplishments in terms of agricultural production. Who would have thought, uh, not very many years ago, that we would see record yields amidst a drought? Uh, this is this is good news. Let's celebrate that as we look to the future uh, for the, for even the newer ideas in how we can e- expand yield and and really help keep an affordable food policy here domestically and around the world.
0: The timing of our interview, folks will be hearing this on Memorial Day and following Memorial Day. I also know that you're a part of the Rural Caucus with service to our veterans. We owe a debt of gratitude.
1: Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I'm recognizing a, a constituent who was actually uh, serving in, in terms of, of relief to Nepal uh, after their devastation there, most recently, a helicopter pilot, Captain uh, Dustin Lukasevich, uh, his helicopter went down. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. And what they were doing, I think, is such a reflection of America, a positive reflection of America and what we stand for and how we help others. And I'm just grateful for not only uh, Captain Lukasevich's uh, ultimate sacrifice and his service, but all our men and women in uniform. Uh, I salute them. Uh, I'm grateful for each and every each and every day that I get to serve and and help support them and what they can do
0: for our country, Congressman Smith. We want to thank you for taking time to visit with us on Open Mic.
1: I appreciate the opportunity. I'm grateful uh, to serve, and uh, you know, my grandfather, a World War II Navy C.B. in the South Pacific, uh, he he taught me a lot of a lot of great things. Uh, Even uh, you know, difference in a political party, uh, we're we're all Americans. Uh, let's focus on uh, moving our country in a direction that uh, focuses on freedom and opportunity, and, and we'll all be better off. I appreciate our discussion here today. I, I get energized talking about the good, the good things happening in American agriculture. Uh, I tell you what, the, the sky's the limit, and I, I'm encouraged with when I talk to producers who are always looking for a, a new way of doing things. And you know, the most common request I get from constituents is to be left alone (laughs) probably stems a little bit from uh, the vibrant livestock industry in in Nebraska's third district uh, of how, you know, the best stewards of the land are those who own the land, who need the land for their, for their own livelihood. We don't need, you know, flights, surveillance flights by the EPA looking down and ultimately releasing proprietary information. Uh, This, you know, these federal agencies that are going too far, it's never, of what Congress intended. In in fact, I think it's 1972, Congress passed the Endangered Species Act. almost. The House passed it almost unanimously. I can't even imagine that Congress ever intended with that vote uh, to shut off irrigation water in California or certainly complicate irrigation in in Nebraska, in middle America. Uh, We need to make sure these agencies are are reined in. uh, in Now, waters of the U.S., here's another issue. That was never intended by Congress. Uh, Some 80 times Congress said with the Clean Water Act that the the jurisdiction of the federal government only went as far as navigable waters. I mean, there are even at flood stage a lot of uh, streams and rivers that are still not even close to navigable, and yet the, the federal government thinks they have the power to regulate that that's not what was intended. It's very clear in statute that that's not what what was intended and and we we need to rein in these agencies.
0: Our thanks to Nebraska 3rd District Representative Adrian Smith. Our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Bayer Crop Science. From high powered seeds and traits to innovative biological and chemical crop production products, Bayer Crop Science delivers science for a better life. For AgriPulse. I'm Jeff Alley.